Oh, welcome, welcome to episode 90 of the Off and Be podcast. I am unfortunately, again, your 90th straight episode where it's me and only me. And speaking of me, um, under me, it's a lot of dry sweat and not a lot of blood, a little bit of tears. Um, but, you know, depends on, uh, you know, the tear of a uh, pain you're in. Oh, Jesus, Clint. But yeah, it's, uh, it's that dry sweat. You know, it's like a SI swimsuit model magazine. Which, who the fuck buys magazines? I don't even know where you buy magazines. I guess uh, Kroger, you get those fake star magazines like, oh shit, Ben Affleck, he uh, touched Nicole Kidman while she was having uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's kid. And uh, when she was in the waiting room, he was there and he smacked that ass and said, Batman vs. Superman sucked. And he admitted it. Yeah, that's the type of stuff we get in magazines. But the SI swimsuit, um, of course, you know, it's a nice uh, spread, as they say. Kind of like a nice spread of butter when you're making grilled cheese. Talk about both sides of the bun. And oh boy, most of those are ones that you could fall asleep on. Kind of like one of those eight-minute YouTube videos where it's like, relax. Some relaxing thunderstorm, relaxing lo-fi beats. What the fuck is a lo-fi beat? Like high, like, like there's gonna be a hi-fi beat. Like, shouldn't it just be a Wi-Fi? So what's a Wi-Fi beat? Where if you're listening to a Wi-Fi beat, it's like, hmm. All it does is make you question what you're listening to. Well, I question everything I listen to. Why? Why? Why do you keep doing this to me, baby? That's a Mario reference. I'm not talking about superior. I was about to say superior. I was not talking about super. Um, Did you know that the Wii, uh, the Nintendo Wii, can actually uh, detect your weight? It can actually be like a scale, and it'll give you a BMI index. I guess uh, the doctor's office and routine checkups are going out of business. Psych, because I have an appointment this upcoming Wednesday. Um, but let's just say it's not uh, my BMI they're looking under. It's uh, looking under the hood and making sure I can still change the oil before, uh, you know... Will the car die down before uh, the next oil change, or will you make it? It's all about pacing yourself. Limit your miles. Isn't it funny? I was thinking about this earlier. Isn't it funny how with a vehicle, it's about preserving mileage? But, of course, no matter how many miles are on the vehicle, it's more of how you maintain and maintenance it, right? But, still, even if you're not driving the car in general... You know, obviously you don't let it sit in the garage for eight months. Like, you know, you, but let's say you just drive it casually a couple times a week or you drive like eight miles a day. Not talking about me at all. <laughs> Fuck you, Clint. Um, probably the first time a full tank will last more than, you know, a week for me. 
uh, stretch it out. Um, but isn't it funny how with vehicles, we'd say our bodies are uh, vehicles, you know, how you treat it, maintenance and all that, all that jazz. Um, but isn't it interesting how with our bodies, the best way to maintain longevity is by exercising a lot, running a fair amount. Not that I'm running 18 miles a day, but if you run regularly, you know, it's good for your heart, heart healthy. Fuck your Cheerios. Sorry, just eating Cheerios by itself and regarding of the rest of your day diet doesn't make your heart healthy. But uh, what the fuck do I know? But, um, isn't it, isn't it ironic how with our human bodies, the best way to maintain longevity is actually putting mileage on it. Because if you're sedentary and don't put any mileage on your body, you don't move, you don't, you know, regularly exercise, you don't really do anything, um, you're going to develop a lot of issues because you're not using, actually, the more I speak about it, our cars, I mean, our bodies are literally like vehicles. Because if you let it sit in the garage for eight months, you're going to gain atrophy. If you let your car sit for eight months, a lot of things are going to die down. You may even have a dead battery. And it could be a brand new battery, but if it's not being used, it's like, whoa, bro, chill. It's a little too much power. But, uh, isn't, I just find it interesting that with our bodies, we have to put so much mileage on it to actually make the car keep on working. But with cars, typically, if you manage, the less you use it, the longer your car will last before you start having serious issues, like your engine blowing out. Better your engine than your testicles. Jesus, Clint, chill the fuck out. Oh, Jesus. Hey, it's just a speed bump. Oh, Jesus. Just a old bump in the road. It's like uh, running over a squished cat. Except, uh, you know, it may or may not uh, meow back. Oh, Jesus. You don't learn that in a ED class, education. But yeah, just uh, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Finding Nemo has a whole different meaning nowadays. Just keep swimming. Uh, Jesus, unless Dorothy's uh, going down to you, then uh, I guess I'll just keep swimming. But anyway, just swimming up the Amazon stream, you may get one of those electrical eel uh, type of Ones where if an alligator, I saw a video where an alligator chomped on one of those electrical eels, and it literally looked like it literally looked like uh Rick and Morty, like that Morty character, his hair and shit. It literally looked like if you were to throw it, it literally looked like if you were to throw uh some tennis shoes up on the uh, telephone wiring, whatever the fuck they're called, the poles, the electrical poles, they're all over the fucking world, you know what I'm talking about, and then you just see a little, like a storm from X-Men, and did you know that Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman, 
Uh, trivia time. What other movie were they in? And it was actually right before X-Men. I gave you a hint. It's a... Uh, it rhymes with... Uh, accord, bitch. Record, bish. That's your hint. That's your lifeline. Record, bitch. Dun, 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 dun. And the answer is Swordfish. Actually, decent movie. And uh, Holly Berry. Hallelujah. Which, by the way, she's uh, doing. she did an MMA movie. Haven't seen it. Did a lot of promo with the UFC. It just, uh, I just find it weird that no one's like, hey, you know, we actually have UFC fighters that could play a UFC fighter. We're always about, uh, why doesn't, why doesn't, why don't they just actually get someone who does have Down syndrome to play someone with Down syndrome? I don't know, might forget to remember the lines, but why don't we get someone who's part of the quote-unquote spectrum? Which, by the way, that Sia movie was god-awful. I didn't even see it. I saw like a three minute clip and I'm like, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what necessarily being autistic, what, you know, cause autism is one of those very confusing ones where sometimes it's not really detectable from the naked eye and you really have to be around someone to get it. And then some immediately off the bat, it's pretty apparent, but or Asperger's and stuff of that nature. But God, that movie, I saw the clip and I'm like, yeah, this just doesn't look like uh, they did half of a minute of research. But hey, what the fuck do I know? It's uh, I guess that's why she wears a lot of disgusting hair to cover her face. Because, um, let's just say, she didn't look the part. But anyways... I do find it uh, interesting, the idea of we always got to have someone that when when you're talking about, uh, you know, disabilities, disability is not even the main thing, but we're talking about like athletes in movies or we're talking about people, uh, someone playing a rapper, someone playing an historical figure or someone playing whatever. They always feel like we have to get someone who actually is that to play that part. And it's like, no, you don't. It's called acting. If we're just having people play themselves, then it's not acting. They're just basically doing a documentary with the script. It's just basically, uh, I guess, non-fiction, but, you know, fiction. Any, like, that's like, and I get it, like, there's people that literally just play themselves in movies, and that's okay, but I don't get, like, there's such a stress of, oh, it's like, do you know how bad sports movies are when those, when they start having those basketball scenes or football scenes? The football are typically the worst, and you could tell immediately when a guy can't really dribble the ball. Like, it, that's the main way you could tell if a dude can't play which, underrated, One Tree Hill, they put in the work. Especially, uh, uh, fucking, drawing a blank here. Nathan. James, what is his name? James Lattery, the guy who played him. Chad Michael Murray, Lucas, eh. He looked decent. He looked like he could shoot, but, you know, he didn't look like he was fluid. Um, but, uh, maybe his gender is. 
Talk about a haunting in Connecticut. Connecticut! I'm pretty sure there's going to be a uh, storyline or something coming out because now every old show, cartoon show, or every Marvel or something, it's always, hey, by the way, now we can make them. He were actually transgender the whole time. It's like, were they? Because I felt like that would have been a little bit more clear. Um, but now it's kind of ironically what people don't realize is they are actually capitalizing on something that they had no intention on capitalizing. Like, hey, we can make a lot of money and a lot of backing and support. Fuck it. Sorry, Logan. Uh, Wolverine. Um, we're gonna... We're going to scar you up, and you may not recover from this one. Oh, Jesus. Imagine his claws going in your womb. I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure, uh, Logan, hashtag Wolverine, or I should say AKA, why the fuck did I say hashtag? Of course, you get hashtag Logan, AKA Wolverine, um, if I had to guess, maybe his and Rogue and what the what was the other fucking bitch's name? The tall, skinny one. Yeah, you know what I'm fucking talking about. There's a lot of interest in the first couple of actual movies. Oh, Mary Jane. No, it was not Mary Jane. Jane. It may have just been Jane. You know what I'm fucking talking about. The one who never really wanted him and always blamed their circumstances of the fact that, you know, she would disappear and die or may not die you know well you know nothing too serious <laughs> it's just funny how maybe one of her worries is hey this guy may fucking sword my vagina by accident if he's getting in the mood we don't know how he fucking deals with being in the mood it's kind of like a it's kind of like a hulk situation you know Get angry, he can't control. And when he gets horny, he can't control what those fucking things do. But hey, what the fuck do I know? It just does look like that a lot of these uh, TV, these old traditional things. Not even traditional. But it just seems like now, I think ironically, it's this negative effect. I think they're actually capitalizing, trying to make characters and stuff, you know, on the current times and fluidity and gender and stuff like that. And I actually don't think it actually helps the community at all because it seems forced and actually seems they're using something that has no business being a part of their comics or being a part of their movies and stuff when it's already pre-done. And they're just making shit whatever they fucking want to capitalize to get another audience base that they wouldn't have had before. They're literally capitalizing on something they have no business capitalizing. It's literally, I guess, appropriation of the sexual. It's the cult of sexuality. Which, by the way, I think Logan is bisexual. You cannot tell me he did not want to fuck Cyclops. He won the fuck Scott. You see the way he looks at him. You can see their banter. That's not just your typical bromance. Just a theory. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of our Lord and Savior, let's all pray real quick. I pray 
to Jesus. That Creed will come back and not be a train wreck. Which, by the way, the movie Trainwreck really doesn't age well. I didn't even really like it in the moment. I think LeBron's acting was actually okay in it. Um, this The movie is actually very underwhelming. And I was listening to a Judd Apatow interview on a podcast about with some guy named Mike or something. It was actually pretty decent, but, you know, um, I enjoy most of his movies and stuff. Um... He does have kind of like this weird ego, which I guess is warranted when you make hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, just having Seth Rogen smoke weed and a half of them and, you know, just making child man, man child movies type of stuff. But hey, most of them are funny, except funny people, not so much, but decent movie. Anyways, um... It's just uh, it's just uh, interesting that what the fuck was I gonna talk? Oh yeah, train wreck. It was not exactly a train wreck, but it definitely was uh, they had to really pull the emergency brake so there wouldn't be a train wreck. Cause goddamn, um, it is not funny, and this is and honestly, it's not even Amy Schumer's fault. I rewatched it recently. Amy Schumer is actually not even the problem, regardless of, like, public perception. I mean, she's a problem in a lot of different ways. But actually, in this, she's not the problem. Bill Hader is actually... I like Bill Hader. Uh, but just the movie in general. If you took the name of the director out, and you just put, I don't know, a guy like me, he would never make another movie of that level or size again. They just wouldn't. Now, honestly... Ever since then, uh, Amy Schumer has been a train run on her, even though she's happily married, which is very contradicting to her whole fucking stand-up, but hey, um, but yeah, another, so tonight on the menu, we have the big old QT. Uh, nothing like a good old vanilla Coke, and I'm not talking about the one that Drake said that they're doing something that's not Pepsi. It's just, actually, this is just liquid vanilla Coke, which, the idea that Coke actually used to be with pure cocaine should be troubling, but for some reason, it's not, because you know what, maybe cocaine in doses... It's actually not that bad. It seemed like we had it together as a society in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and the 70s, right? You know, we had Woodstock in 69, you know? Everything was going normal at Woodstock. There was no Charles Manson type of LSD shit, you know? Of course, everyone had it together in concerts and festivals in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Nothing egregious ever happened. No one was ever blackout drunk. No one was ever mixing drugs together. No one was ever just spreading AIDS. No, none of that ever happened. Travis Scott's was the only one where a concert really went wrong. Because none of that stuff ever happened at other concerts, right? Just, I was thinking about this. What if what happened at Travis Scott's concert? 
What if that happened at a Maroon 5 concert? Just imagine if... Dirty window, knock on my door. I wanna make you feel beautiful. And some guy just gets a head pipe and just fucking runs over another dude. And they're just stomping on each other. I don't mind spending every day. As some guy's just stomping on a dude's ball sack. Out on your corner in the pouring rain. And because it's raining outside, they're just slipping, sliding, elbowing each other on the face by accident. It's just a big mud pile. Look, the girl with a broken smile. Ask her if she wants to stay a while. And everyone's just moshing into each other. I had a friend that actually went to Rolling Loud. And he got... He he described the scene as everyone just like elbowing each other in the face. Not like on purpose, but it's fucking crazy. He actually got so mad. Well, one dude was playing around too much. And he just lost his shit. This is a big ass dude. Uh, big journalism. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. Protect the identity. And he knocked him. He knocked him out. And he actually regrets it. Kind of to this day. He's like, it felt weird. It felt weird knocking someone out like that. It's like, but just imagine if it was Adam Levine on stage and that stuff happened and the same thing and he didn't stop what was happening. He just kept singing, she will be loved. She will be loved. As a, there's four women knocked out, <laughs> laying on the floor, and uh, they will probably be loved necrophiliac wise. But uh, hey, you love who you love, as a uh, John Mayer would say. Um, hopefully, you're not a cannibal and take half of my heart, and really detect the gravity of the situation. Oh shit, Clint. And uh, say there's no such thing. And just love your daughters. And maybe they probably wouldn't be at a Travis Scott concert being run over at the age of 14 when you shouldn't kind of know the environment as a parent and not always blame everyone else for your kid or you making irrational decisions. And not really testing the water. Not really having an understanding what you're doing. You know, I, I'm sorry, I know this is unpopular to say, and I really mean this, and I'm not the guy just say unpopular shit, just say unpopular shit, but it's crazy how the situation brings more to light of people not holding the actual people who are participating in the act, but they just want a person to blame and point the finger so we ignore the actual people that participated in this shit happening. I think that's the sad part. I understand some young teenagers and stuff like that died and, you know, got hurt and stuff like that. And it is tragic. That shouldn't happen. But the people who are actually run them over, moshing and all that shit, the environment that you know is at a Travis Scott concert. Moshing is not a new thing. People running into each other, 
like we're doing some Oklahoma drill, is not a new thing at concerts, especially of Travis Scott's nature. If you just did, you know, it's funny. It's always this do your research and have your facts. Well, you know what? Apparently, that doesn't apply when you go to a fucking concert and you know the type of music. You can literally go on YouTube and look up their concerts and see, hmm, let's have a gauge And I know I was joking about the Maroon 5 and anything, but you know what? If this happened at a Maroon 5 concert and it was out of nowhere and you sent your kid there, that would be one thing. It would be weird if while they're saying, girls like you, and some dude just elbows you in the fucking face and knocks you out. Yeah, that would be weird. It would be weird when harder to breathe becomes literal life. (laughs) This is Travis Scott. Sicko mode. And I stopped there because I don't really know Travis Scott's catalog like that. But I've listened to it. But you know what? I have a good idea what Travis Scott's about. His artistry and the appeal of Travis Scott really comes out, has to come out in the concert and in the insanity for his music. Otherwise, without the live aspect of it, his music is, you know, it's not for me personally, but it's for a lot of people. Like, his artistry is with the craziness that comes with it. And it's just fascinating to me that we find a way to point the finger and blame a single figure. But not the people in the actual crowd that contributed to people being run over, suffocated, drug mixing, all the shit that was involved in that. And I'm not here to blame the parents, but you know what? It's like that kid that uh, murdered or that killed, you know, some people at school and stuff recently in Michigan. The parents are being charged because they didn't protect the gun or they got a gun for him, whatever the fuck the situation is. But they got a gun in their house, didn't protect it. So even though technically, yes, they didn't participate in the crime, they didn't tell him to go in school shoot and to go shoot in school and stuff but they certainly didn't take precautions to uh make sure this shit didn't happen they could have done more to protect that gun and stuff regardless if you're a second amendment lover you're still supposed to protect your gun from younger children or from younger individuals who aren't rightful to have that gun for themselves yet But guess what? In the courtrooms, they're literally being charged for, what is it, like, uh, basically, you know, uh, I, I don't even know the correct term, but, you know, basically where you are an accomplice without, they're an accomplice without, like, really being in it. But they're the adults. And maybe, just maybe, We should hold the parents who just sent their kids to a Travis Scott concert, or even if they went, they obviously weren't in enough close proximity. And maybe if you do go to a Travis Scott concert with your, maybe don't buy, maybe maybe make sure they don't get tickets to go there. Or if you're there with them, don't go there where all the shit's happening. I know that doesn't mean that it should have happened. But if you jump in the ocean where they've had 25 shark attacks in the past three weeks, 
Why do you think you won't be the 26th? This stuff isn't rocket science. Even if there's been no shark attacks, you go in the fucking ocean, there's a lot of fucking animals. There's a lot, well, it's probably not the correct, mammals, I guess is the correct term. There's a lot of fucking things that will bite your fucking leg off. God forbid if you go, uh, under the sea, under the sea. And if you do see a little mermaid, I have a feeling little, I have a feeling mermaids aren't like this, uh, beautiful Disney-like quote-unquote creature. I don't feel they're supposed to be these lovable things. Why do I feel like they're more along the lines of, um, you know, like, um, what's it, you know, like, uh, like mongooses. Like, mongooses are fucking savages. Or, no, better, here's a better example. Koala bears. Koala bears and polar bears. Oh, they're so cute. Polar bears on Coca-Cola. Marketing has a lot. It is. Well, this is a break. Marketing has a lot to do with how we have. Polar bears. We look at them as like. Oh, hey, buddy. We basically look at polar bears like golden retrievers. With a little bit longer life expectancy. Except if you're actually in Antarctica. Um, your life expectancy is pretty low. I would probably say. You're gonna be sweating under that sweatsuit. Imagine you're imagine being born thinking you're gonna be set for these cold hibernating winters, and then you're actually too hot and there's nothing you can do about it. Um But like koala bears and polar bears, they're not nice creatures, especially koalas. Koalas will fuck you up. But every time we see a koala, we just see them sleeping 18 hours a day, right? That's what we think of them. We just see them eating bamboo, smiling at the zoo. We just see them in National Geographic, just, oh, little meal, he's so cute. It's like, yeah, guess what? If you got in front of his face, he would fucking bite your ear off. Bigger bite than Mike Tyson, I can tell you that much. He'd be like, ooh, Tyson antitizers. Yum, 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 yum. Super Bowl Sunday, cunt. Coming to my fucking forest and thinking you could fucking just come up to me. Who the fuck do you think you are? It's like going to these taboo islands or these uh, protected indigenous where they're just fuck. It's a different world out there. If you've ever seen Cannibal Holocaust, whoo, that is. I re- I recommend it. Not because it's a terrible movie, but goddamn, it is so graphic and it is. And it's disgusting. But there are actual real... Where if you enter their territory, these indigenous uh, tribes and stuff, they will fuck you up. Mm. It's no different than... Sorry for the burp. But, uh... Burp, 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 burp. Get ready to burp, 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 burp. Goddamn, only Freyana Drake would have had a baby. They could have made a song. Burr, 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 burr. Drake, you need the burr, 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 burr. Okay. You need to get the fuck up and take care of this baby. I'm trying to disown you, but you're the one I wanted to take care because you, 
You're too good for me too. God, if Drake and Rihanna would have had a baby, I don't care if they would have stayed together or not. God, that would be that would be a cheat code of a baby. I'm sorry. You know, here's the thing. Like, p- people get caught up in Michael Jordan's sons not being shit at basketball. But, look, they only had half of Michael Jordan in their genes. The other half was not Michael Jordan. If you have Drake and Rihanna as your full gene pool, bruh, bruh, bruh. Honestly, it may even offset and you actually may be worse off and you'll probably be more fucked up than anything because you got to deal with the trauma of Rihanna's past domestic history with men and her lack of trust with men. And then you got to deal with Drake who gives you every reason why you shouldn't trust men. <laughs> like, oh God, I, I just can't. This man, Drake literally said, I don't get why you yelling at me after he just did a minute and a half of being like, Hey, just just shut up. <laughs> this man Drake is a toxic potion. Oh Jesus, love potion number nine, and oh Jesus, they have billions of fucking dollars. But yeah, um, that uh, God, I I think that's one of the reasons. I don't think Rihanna she couldn't handle one of the reasons. I don't think she could have handled if she had a baby with Drake. Like, could you imagine Drake as your baby father? That sounds great. And I love Drake. Drake doesn't exactly seem like the... Doesn't exactly seem like the... I'm going to give flowers to my baby mama on Mother's Day type of guy. You know why? Because he hasn't. Like, you know, even dudes that flat out hate their baby mamas, and even women that flat out hate their baby fathers, they'll even, you know, put one out for the IG just to quote-unquote do their part type of shit, you know, just to, just to, you know, pretend they have a great relationship and stuff, and, you know, they quote-unquote set an example, which, hey, you know what, I guess publicly, I would rather that set an example, even if behind closed doors you absolutely hate a person, it's better than... Coming out completely hating a person that you have a child with. And putting that all out there. And then your kid has to grow up and see all these comments about when your mom called your dad the worst human being ever. And she wishes she had a meerkat come inside of her instead of him. She wishes she would have aborted the child. And like she goes deep down in that alley and puts it out in public. And that kid's a girl be like, oh, alright, I just go fuck myself. Then he ends up resenting his dad because he's told something that your dad wasn't this, that's why he's not that, blah, 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 he ain't shit. And then he starts resenting mother when he gets older and realizes like, oh, this is pretty shitty that you would do this to uh, the person you decide to have kids with. This sucks. And then he's going to resent woman. Then guess what? He hates both of y'all. He hates all of y'all. And more importantly, then guess what? He goes does the same thing. And he's like, hey, this is just how it is. This is how it's done. And then pow, right in the kisser. He's uh, in jail for not paying child support. Because he's like, fuck that kid. 
I'm not going to get any credit or nothing anyways. I went down a real deep rabbit hole that has absolutely nothing to do with me. I don't even have these problems. But, you know, hey, so moral moral of that whole thing is even if you hate your quote-unquote baby mama or baby daddy, you don't even have to show love, but just don't go out there and shit on them publicly unless it's uber necessary, as Jorge Masvidal would say. It's about the streets of Florida. Oh, Kimbo. Looking back, Kimbo Slice, though, um, he really, like, in the time, right, He it became this huge thing in 6th and 7th grade. Kimbo Slice inspired school bathroom fighting to where I went to school. But beyond that, not only did it inspire this like fight club, it was actually more of a widespread thing because it was blowing up this dude like, oh, I punch hard like Kimbo Slice. And there was like this whole song, there was this whole thing, and it actually inspired bathroom fighting at school. It was crazy. Oh, the good times. Let the good times roll. In case your opponent doesn't show because he pussed out because I called his girlfriend a fucking slut. And she broke up with him a week later when she found out he pussed out. Two and one record in the bathroom. Your boy here. Let's just say, uh, even when I did lose, I, uh, I didn't stall. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Clint. But uh, damn, blood was flushing down the toilet when that moment of regret. Anyways, Jesus. Uh, talk about a drowning pool of blood. <laughs> God, there were so many L's we saw in that bathroom. L's that would make UFC look like uh, you're boxing with 50-ounce gloves. These were bare knuckle. Bare knuckle is uncomfortable. Bare knuckle fighting is uncomfortable to watch, like the professional one, because these are big ass dudes, and the punches you could tell they can't even throw as hard as UFC and boxing because it's just human instinct to not punch a hundred percent with your bare fist because so much damage can be done even if you know how to punch, even if you punch perfectly, you can fuck up your fingers really bad and your hand, but. Anyways, what Conor McGregor has been since the last six plus years in the sport of MMA where he's taken over and literally taken over the world. Kimbo Slice and middle and like that area, like if I had to guess like 2008, 9, 10, 11 range when he was like going full-fledged before he actually got opportunity in the UFC and stuff like that. He he was just as big in our world in that in that young preteen age. He was just as influential. He was just as big in our minds as Conor McGregor is to the same age group and slightly older when he was going through his like pure physical prime. Think about that. 
obviously McGregor is the way better fighter. Like that's not that's not what we're talking. We're talking about influential. We're talking about someone saw Kimbo Slice on a YouTube video fighting the Delhi guy behind Ralph's, and it's like, man, this guy, this guy could pack a meat punch, <laughs> and. Yeah, imagine uh, touching meat, like salami meat all day, and then all of a sudden cameras show up, and next thing you know, Kimbo Slice is uh, putting in a nice wet salami on your face. Talk about a cold uppercut. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's terrible. Actually, that's great. But when I say it's terrible, I understand for you guys it's terrible, but for me, that joke's fucking amazing. A cold uppercut. Or undercut, I should say. Talk about a sub above when you have a lump over your fucking eyes. But damn. But yeah, um, I really think about it. I did not punch hard like Kimbo Slice, but you know what? Got the job done. I guess it's more like a. I probably had like a lightweight, like a 135, 145 pound punch, even though I was like in a 100. 80 pound body, but neither here nor there. But man, you know, it's all about two piece and three piece and four piece. And it's like, oh, combos, combos. And realistically, I don't, you know, street fights don't have, or not even street, but pure bare knuckle fights and shit. They are not going to have more than really 12 punches in total. They're just not. Realistically. Because your body, like, you get punched in the face eight, nine times pretty well. You're going out. Like, I think people really do take for granted their, like, the training and skill just to be able to take punches over and over. Even in a boxing ring with gloves. Regardless of the weight. Just to be able to take that many punches. Like, it's easy. It's not easy, but it's easier to take 150 60% power punches because boxing is not just quote unquote punching hard as knocking someone out. It's setting up stuff to whatever. If two boxers just went there and really just started fucking fighting like you would eighth graders in a bathroom, fights wouldn't last long. It wouldn't be as interesting. There wouldn't be as much money. There wouldn't be as much long. Like they, the dis, it wouldn't quote unquote go the distance. But these uh these fucking shits always go the damn distance. But yeah, enough of that. But yeah, I think I'm gonna leave y'all with a message today. A little message to, little a little inspiration, as they like to say. Um, I, you know me, I'm a I'm a big philosopher of quotes. Um, so I thought of a quote. I didn't read a quote. I thought of a quote. This is 100% original. I want you to take this with you today. And take it with you. And I want you to tell a friend. What is a quote, Clint? Get to the fucking point. I'm like, I'm fucking getting there. Don't let the door be opened for you. Open the door for someone else. So they can slam it right in your fucking face. And you remember that. So then when you go later that day. 
and open the door for a lovely lady. You open the door for them. And you don't do what happened to you. You lead by example. Just because someone slammed the door in your face doesn't mean you have to slam it in another's. Unless they're a child molester. But episode 90 of the Often Beat, I was about to say the Effing Beat. The Often Beat Podcast. Alright guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, and suck some titties. And um, don't forget to leave a review. No one's made it this far, but that's cool. Leave a review so I can just pretend to say I did my part. Um, leave a review and um, yeah, uh, close the door politely. Don't slam in other people's face, even if it was slammed in yours. Fucking dickwad. Have a great day. Have a great day. This will probably be posted on a Monday. Hope you enjoy this Monday morning podcast. <laughs> or afternoon, whatever, you know. Rocks your world. Oh, fuck.